You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Hey, Chris, what are you drinking there? Oh, you never seen one of these before? No, what is that? Oh, man, this is Brewery in Austin, Circle uh, Brewing. They're uh, right near my house, right up on uh, Breaker Road. They got their own brewery with a bunch of stuff. This is actually, you're going to you're gonna think I'm lying. This is, I think, the best American Hefeweizen I've ever had, Circle Get Brewer. out. It's made in America. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. high praise coming from you. Well, take a sip of this thing. Try that. All right, let me see. No, no, no. That wasn't the Hefeweizen. That was the IPA. Yeah, no, I... That was the ladybird yeah that that's good too man they make a lot of good beers and like i said you can come visit them at their tap room right down the street here from me uh on on breaker lane it's um it's delicious stuff and they actually became the sponsor for the the website one of us.net wow good guys and they live right down the street from here they certainly do and you can even get their beer in convenience stores now Ah, convenience store i'm gonna just walk over to circle here oscar nominations are coming right around the corner it's time to give our final predictions for who's gonna make it onto the big list um and i really still don't know who's gonna make it because gosh dang this year has been hectic and chaotic and not clear at all <laughs> but how unclear is it we're about to find out my name is justin zarian i am recording here for eye on the prize you know our we're the prize fighters which nobody but me calls us <laughs> seems <laughs> <laughs> um but over here my fellow prize fighters first off we got shaquille lambert how are you doing i'm good man i'm good still still reeling from the fire festival <laughs> got myself a good cheese sandwich <laughs> right before we started recording <laughs> yeah people you, you'll hear about that very shortly we have a review for the fire documentaries on netflix and apparently hulu because uh, Shaq is watching that one so awesome yeah um and then over here we got bradley martin how are you doing Good, hello. Excellent. And, oh my gosh, we have a woman on the podcast this time. <laughs> it's Lexi, my darling fiance. How are you doing? Yay, hello, I'm good. <laughs> it's funny because... People, she is real. He does have a fiance. <laughs> is, I do exist, in fact. <laughs> this is not my girlfriend in Canada situation, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, we have gone on dates in real life. <laughs> we our, our Facebook profile photos are us, don't worry. His that family he, has met me. It's not a, comp- <laughs> it's, it's not a composite. <laughs> oh man no but yeah it was funny because i was talking about this podcast and just like oh yeah we want to do an oscar nomination podcast and lexi was just like can i be on it (laughs) i got some some theories but no i'm excited uh it's it's great to have you here honey (laughs) i'm i'm quite happy to be here awesome awesome so i mean the basic drill here we'll go through a few quick news stories because a lot happened in the what two weeks since we recorded the last episode, I think. So yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So we got a few stuff. I mean, some of these we covered on Breakfast Pub like uh, quickly, so we're just like, yeah, we don't have to dwell on too much. But then we will go through and we won't predict every category. We'll probably do mostly the big eight. You know, um, the writing categories, acting, directing, and picture. But then we, you know, for anybody who wants to, they can just throw out like, hey, for one category, I want to say this is my big pick for this, or this is I hope this gets nominated. Kind of stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we'll start off here then. Uh, one story we have to talk about because it it happened. There is going to be no host for the Oscar this year. So it's, it's officially it. confirmed. 
Yeah, officially, like, not just the thing where Kevin Hart, after trying to get a second chance, because Ellen's like, oh, yeah, uh, I called the Academy for you, and uh, maybe we can try to get you back the job. And then it's just like, nope, not anymore. So, I, I think it's cool, though, that, just, sorry to interject, I think it's cool he didn't take it. Not because of what happened, but because he made a decision not to do it, and he's sticking by it. And I think he would have been great. But I do think it's cool that he said, I'm resigning, that's that's what I'm doing, here's my apology, yada, yada, yada. Well, and then literally every time they back, ask so him to do cool. so, it's like, yeah, every time they ask him to do so, they're just like, oh, but what about this about Kevin Hart? And what about this thing from his past? Right. It's like, it, it, it was getting ridiculous. So yeah, It was. Like, and, and it's like, fine, yes, he said some really bad things. I'm not going to deny that. What he said was stupid. It's just, I don't know. Shaq, sorry, I cut you off there. What were you going to say? My whole thing is, none of this would have happened. If he had just apologized the first time, <laughs> I know we brought this up on a previous episode, but literally, if he had just like when those first tweets came out, instead of being all whiny and defensive about it and then begrudgingly apologizing, this would have blown over like nothing because this type yeah. of shit happens. Perhaps a little bit of karma. So at this point, it's like, yeah, he like he's smart enough to acknowledge that this controversy is just going to overshadow anything that he actually does. So it's just yeah. like, all right, I'm going to just not do it. And it doesn't help that, like, the Oscars host role has been kind of just like, no one really wants it. It's never really been It's a good. thankless job. Mm-hmm. It's a thankless job, yeah. and they can't fucking call Billy Crystal again. <laughs> then, then again, yeah. the ratings be even worse. Because <laughs> they're like, listen, this is great in a certain time. We're not in that time anymore, so we don't give a shit. So, like, yeah. it's better that they just not do it. Well, so the interesting thing is, is like, okay, so they already got some presenters, I think, in the talks to come up for this kind of stuff, and they've like, been talking about ideas of like, oh, sorry, right? I heard that they're getting like the actual Avengers cast. Like, yeah, that's the thing I was going to say. Is like they were saying like calling in the Avengers in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just going to be Marvel's the Oscars. That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> Should have had billion a dollar hit. Hemsworth you know, and to- Momoa present something together and like. Brofist. Well, that's the Momoa's DC. Yeah, ratings but. would have been huge. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the thing with this. It's just like, I, you know, it's just going to be either it's going to be a great, you know, like weird experience or it's going to be a huge disaster. Because the last time this happened was in eight, like 1988 or 89 or something like that when they had no host. And to be fair, it's not the entire ceremony was a disaster, but they opened up with one of the worst musical numbers ever that they did. <laughs> The, um, what was it? That Snow White singer with a high pitched voice. So you're just like, oh, oh no, <laughs> my prince will come. That one, more or less. Oh. Yeah, it was just it's unwatchable that part. If anything, hopefully this makes the show shorter because we don't have to deal with like the the typical monologue, and hopefully the musical performance will just go faster. Like we don't need a big yeah. overall like grand lavish musical number because like. I think back of like the one with Hugh Jackman, and while that I like that one, it's still like this doesn't need to be here. We we have it's so many categories to run through. We could just run through it. Yeah, no, that'll probably be better, honestly. And and also just take out all the filler montages. We don't need yeah. to look back at so and so's career or look back at I don't know uh, freaking binoculars in film. I mean, it's like- kind of <laughs> crazy that like. There- they take up almost three or maybe sometimes four hours, it almost seems like, on yeah. just to, like, watch it. And it's like, who has the time to do it, you know? most people We're millennials, dang it. We don't have time <laughs> yeah. for anything. Yeah, most people anymore don't want to sit through three hours or something like that. 
To be fair, some of them end up being really cool because I remember one of them it was literally just about like how great movie like film is and just going how like diverse the like the range of genres and eras and all that shit. Oh yeah, that, that was cool. was actually yeah. really really cool. Some of them yeah are kind of unnecessary, but some of them are like all right, you know what? This is this is just to show the appreciation for like the film industry itself. It's very like self like self filating or whatever, but it's yeah. still like you know what? This is kind of cool anyway. <laughs> But oh, just, that was quite the image there. Saying don't put so many of them. Well, yeah, should, no, that would be. Take out the uh, memorandum one only because I feel like no. that's turned into no. a who can spot who's missing first and be mad about it on Facebook. You know. Well, it's still like at the very least, it's also the same thing to remember. Like, hey, these like these people are still people. Like, I, I know they're, yeah, they always kind of run long, especially because a lot of them are dying now. <laughs> but it's still, like, it's a good way to pay on, like, a genuine tribute. Yeah, there are always those people who are missed out, which, that's inevitable. But at yeah. the same time, it's still a good way, like, the people that do shows, like, oh, man, no, he really did go this year. Or last yeah, year. no, I, I forget, like, half of them by the time the memorandum comes out. It's like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Not not because they're forgettable. It's just one of those things that so much happens in the space of a year that you just forget. It's like, oh yeah. yeah. Who has the time to remember a hundred people they've never met, you know? So Yeah, exactly. And even the ones that we do know, we're just like, oh, anyways. But yeah, so that'll be interesting to see how the hosting job turns out. I, I do kind of hope for the Avengers. There was also that story at one point that just like, just let the Muppets host. That would be even more interesting. I'm just like, yes. That, they legitimately should have gone with <laughs> like that. that. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that could have been fun. Just like, you know, they get a running list of celebrities as the presenters and they have the Muppets kind of banter with them. I, I would watch that. That would boost the ratings up crazy. Uh, anyways. Um, also, we got, so we talked about this on Breakfast Palace. We won't dwell on it too much, but the BAFTAs happen, which are usually pretty close to predicting what will actually make it onto the Oscars shortlist. And the favorite dominated in overall nominations with 12, which was like, wow. Sheesh. Yeah, but you know what else was like? Um, so there was a tie for second place with seven nominations for like five films, and guess what? One of those films was fucking Green Book. <laughs> no, well, actually, I think and, yes, uh, uh, Bohem- <laughs> Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Probably Bohemian Probably. Rhapsody. Yeah. Yep, Bohemian Rhapsody. Where it didn't get the best picture nomination. For fuck's but it, sake. <laughs> yeah, it got like seven nominations for like costume design and cinematography. And I'm like. I think we're going to see more than one nomination for Bohemian Rhapsody this year, which is. I was honestly pretty surprised. Um, I saw the film and um, I didn't like dislike it, but I didn't like love it as much as I thought it would either. I, I guess so. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all right, you know, um, like I can understand costume design, for instance, and other things, but I'm not sure about the best picture stuff for it. But I'm I'm predicting that it might. So especially if it's getting yeah. so many awards this year. Yeah, it, the internet's going to blow it, blow a cat. It's, it's going to go crazy. We're just like, what? <laughs> it's because yeah, Brian Singer takes to social media and takes credit for all of it. Yeah. yeah. He's a gross. very controversial yeah, person it's right very now. very gross, to put it lightly. Yeah. That was not a good move on his part, right? Literally after the yeah. Best Picture winner, just like, guess who was the director of that film? Me. <laughs> <You're> just, <laughs> he got kicked off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then uh, also there was the Directors Guild nominations that happened, and it was pretty much the expected, well, more or less the expected nominees, because let's see, it was uh, Bradley Cooper, Spike Lee, um, Adam McKay for Vice, which I know Lexi and I both disagree with that one, but... Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I think, you know, like, look... 
to be fair, it's that kind of movie. Yeah, but then uh, also the other two were, of course, Alfonso Cuaron, which, you know, that guy's probably going to win mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and then uh, Peter Farrelly for Green Book. So Okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know what to add. I know. There's, there's not much to say. It's just like that sounds like at least, you know, a good four probably of those people make it onto the final list. It's just, it's just yeah. who kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, there's that. That's kind of interesting. Um, there's also the Writers Guild where – oh, let's see. I have the article up here. Um, so funny enough, I mean, there's always those ineligible Writers Guild nominations for some reason. It's like, oh, this great film. Well, technically, they're not part of the WGA, so they don't count. That's bullshit. Yeah. It's weird. Because of that, we get stuff like A Quiet Place getting nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Which I'm like, to be fair, I called Whoa. that also. Oh, you did definitely. I mean, but no, the thing is, I ca- I called it in terms of just like it would come back in the sense of like it is an original, like it very much is like an interesting original like screenplay. It's just whether it's going to get nominated, probably not. But if it does, I won't be against it. Yeah. And then also Black Panther was up for Best Adapted Screenplay, which is like, oh, okay. <laughs> which I will fully go by that. I will fully sure. go by that. All right, all right. <laughs> I can understand it. It is adapted from a comic book after all. So Yeah. An adaption. Uh, but then all the other nominees were pretty much the expected ones. Like, it sounds like Bo Burnham's actually going to be an Oscar nominee for eighth grade with screenplay, which is kind of shocking to think of, you know? Wow. It's crazy. Academy Award nominated Bo Burnham. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as great as uh, two-time Oscar nominee Jonah Hill. <laughs> that's, what, yeah. that's what I mean. It's, it's always like those ones that you think about. It's like, huh, this is, this is an odd thing to say. Like, dude, my favorite thing to say in terms of like those kind of things is the Academy Award winners, 3-6 Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that still to this day. <laughs> they still had one of the best acceptance speeches ever because they were so floored. They're just like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> I legitimately stood up and cheered. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, also, there was the critic, um, the critic choice award winners, and Roma dominated with the most wins for like the big prizes. Uh, Not surprised. Funny enough, Lady Gaga and Glenn Close tied for best actress this year. Mm. Which is weird, but I'm I'm with it. I, it started the speculations of people like, dude, it would actually be kind of cool if they tied at the Oscars too. Like we haven't had a tie. Well. No, we had a tie in 2012, but an acting tie hasn't happened since the 60s with um, Barbara Streisand and um, uh, uh, what's her name? Catherine Hepburn. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that could be kind of fun. But I mean, all the other winners were pretty much the expected ones. Like Christian Bale won for Vice. Um, Marshall Ali won for Green Book, who suddenly has become the front runner for a sporting actor out of nowhere. Which... And to be, to no, be fair, no, he no, is no, great no. in that movie, I think. Oh, so I got I gotta ask. Yeah. Jack, did you see the movie? Yeah. You did? Oh, I still haven't seen it yet, dude. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh. Listen, listen, listen. I will see it by the time the Oscar nominations officially come out. I will have sure seen it. Sure you will. I'm saying this over the now. Weekend. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and see it as well. I still haven't seen it. So. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I, you know, and I know everyone talks about how it's like, oh, this film, this kind of stuff. Like, if, I don't know. Me and Roxy, we watched it. We loved it personally. But. Fuck it. I'm gonna see it by yeah. the end of the fucking day. I will. I'm pretty sure this. Yeah, my local theater is still playing it. I will go fucking see it over there. <laughs> Screw you, Justin. I'm gonna watch this movie and tell you what I think of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, listen. I, I go into this fully knowing that when I come back, if I do like it, I will literally never hear the end of it. <laughs> 
Hey, you know what? I, I will be fair. Whatever you think about it, I will respect your opinion on it. So I don't, I don't mind. And do yeah. not. You better. You think I will give you five seconds to glow. That will. That will be it. If I do like it. You're so what gracious. If it, what if you feel like it's like you see it and you're like, yeah, that was okay. Yeah, you think, I have to like it a lot. That's <laughs> okay. the thing. That's the, that's the thing that the people come back. Like, if I'm like, it was okay, that's that's not really gloat worthy. It's like, <laughs> alright, that's the thing. But like, <laughs> if I come back like, you know, damn it, that, like, you were right. If I say you were right, then you can gloat. Not <laughs> towards <laughs> that. But anyways, um, we have a bunch of scattered guild nominees. I mean, I won't go through all these because there's so many of them. But, I mean, the visual effects nominations came out. Uh, it's mostly the expected ones, but the only person who didn't make it was Black Panther, funny enough, uh, in that one. For which one? Uh, for the visual effect nominations, which I'm like... Yeah, that's that's the one I can argue, like, yeah, it, it doesn't need to be in there. Which is funny because everyone's trying to push Black Panther for everything. And I'm like, look, fine, okay, costume design, yes. Production design, sure. Makeup, absolutely. Visual effects, that's like the one thing everyone said was not very great in Black Panther. So it's like <laughs> that's the other thing we agree with shit. <laughs> yeah, <We're> like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, just I not, don't know. not outstanding. Like, well, the costume production and yeah, it looks absolutely costume, amazing. You know, and I always make that joke. I'm not going to make it again. But the visual effects were, eh, I don't know, I don't know. It's those damn they rhinos, were not the man. best they could be. Yeah, costumes are the only thing like costumes and maybe production but mostly costumes is the only thing I'll be livid if it doesn't win yeah. because that's you don't see shit like that on like Hollywood productions all the time yeah, you don't yeah no absolutely plus uh, plus as a uh, as a West, as a person of West African descent I will like fight my ass off to defend that shit <laughs> and for it to get its credit words due sure absolutely no I I mean, that's the thing, like, it's, you know, on a spectacle level for that stuff, I'm like, absolutely, Black Panther was really, really good on that stuff. But, um... Listen, the only way, sorry, the only way it'll make it worse is if you get some dry-ass British-ass shit to win <laughs> in the same category. Like, I haven't seen the favorites, so I'm not going to be unfair, but if I see, like, regal Victorian costumes win over African clothing, I'm going to fight because that's just a victory in the name of colonialism, and I'm not <laughs> down with that. <laughs> Darn white people and their British movies winning again. Yes! To be fair, the costumes in the favorite are amazing. Oh, no, don't get me wrong, they're not bad. They're good. But yeah, you'll be all, historically I'm fighting for Africa. You'll be just like uh, Eric Killmonger <laughs> in the museum when that lady, the curator, is explaining the uh, dress to him and he's like, Are you serious right now? Are you trying to pass this off? As a- <laughs> People weren't murdered and sold off for you to get this shit, really? Yeah. So. <laughs> no, but I did. Movie, yeah. I, I also love. The favorite had some, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go, go, go. go. Um, uh, I, thought, I thought the favorite had some like really great costumes, but like I, I was reading up like on like from, like the costume designer and everything, and kind of just like what I thought. There's like a few scenes where you see some costumes, and I was like, that would not be like from the period at all, you know? Oh, well, there's a lot there's, of that there's, movie like a that's polka not dot costume, accurate. and I'm just yeah. like that. That was not even a pattern at that time that would have been used. And so it's like, on the one hand, I really love them, but I'm also a little bit of like, a, I, I kind of a like purist. seeing like histor- yeah, historical accuracy yeah. to some films, even though I know it was definitely intended to not be 100%, but yeah, it still kind of gets under my skin a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I love the film, though. It's great, but. 
Yeah. No, but it, so yeah, I, I mean, I, and I personally, I'm the guy too, where I used to, you know, for many years, it was just Victorian costumes winning over and over, especially for really yeah. movies that didn't deserve it, where you're just like Elizabeth, the golden age, or uh, what was that other one? The, uh, the, the, the Duchess with uh, Kira Knightley. I'm just like, who remembers those bloody movies outside of the costumes? Even then, I'm sick of I'm sick of it winning every year. Yeah, so that's, that's why I'm mad. About I'm always it. happy when I see I always happy when I see like you know like Mad Max with that one costume design. That yeah, that like, was amazing. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, so that's <laughs> my movie. Yes, <laughs> that's a great film. I love it. My top ten. Uh, oh, it's great. Uh, so also there were the sound categories, which I mean I won't go through the specifics, but a film that's getting a little bit of a surge in uh, attention for this stuff because most of it's pretty mm-hmm. typical. You got you know First Man. Quiet Place, Roma, they're all getting all the sound nominations, but Mission Impossible is getting a boost lately. So I'm just like, yes, please, one Mission Impossible nomination. I would, I would, I would do that. That's the thing. I, I was always trying to figure out, like, where could I fit Mission Impossible? Because it's like, it's not, it's not the best, like, written movie. It's not the best, like, production. Well, produ- maybe production design? Because it's just, like, how elaborate they have to make those fucking set pieces. Well, and, and they everything. shot on location in so much of that, too. Exactly. So that's a lot of those yeah. things. I'm like, okay, I can go there. But sound, yes, definitely. And if they ever add a stunt category, then it would absolutely win. People that keep one. saying it's like just, yeah. just create the category. It really nobody would complain. Everybody would be fine with that. Seriously. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, no. So that's all that. Um, also, there was the cinematographers who talked about um, uh, who had the nominations, and you know, I love cinematography personally, so I'm always happy to see who makes up the list. And I mean, it was. Kind of what was expected was Roma, which I think is going to win this year. It's yeah. the best looking movies I saw this year. Not my favorite movie, but the best looking movie. I feel like Quaron has these, at least this in the bag. Oh, yeah. Because this, and then what was it? Uh, did he win for Gravity? I feel like he won. Uh, well, so he didn't shoot it, but yeah, it did win Gravity. Okay, that's what I mean. Yeah, but like his films usually yes. end up there. Oh, yeah. He's got an eye for sure. Because um, it was that, um, The Favorite, Cold War, First Man, and A Star is Born that were the nominees. So. I personally feel like Ballad of Buster Scruggs easily could have been a runner-up. That was one of my personal favorites in regards to cinematography. But I did oh, read Roma. It was great, but I I had some. It was a Ballad of Buster Scruggs. The the old west kind of aesthetic really gets me. So I'm just like yes, but it didn't didn't get any noms. So I'm a little sad about that. Yeah, it just doesn't sound like it's getting enough like attention from people. Although it made the short list on a couple categories, which is like okay, maybe if people push for it maybe it might be able to get in but who knows yeah makes me sad <laughs> yeah i'm surprised though cold war is getting a huge bump out of nowhere too it's like apparently people just oh. this movie i mean it looks good as hell like oh yeah it, it looks gorgeous i saw the Absolutely. Uh, i think it was called ilda before the uh, cold yeah. war it, yeah thank you and that made my uh top 10 of that year so i'm excited to see cold war yeah, I can't wait. Uh, Chris has been raving about it. And it's funny because we were um, – during Christmas break, Lexi and I went to the indie theater a bunch of times catching these Oscar films. And sure enough, Cold War was playing – the trailer for that was playing on every single screening we went to. It's like – Yeah. Know, All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, other than that, I mean everything else was pretty predictable. The only other thing that was kind of fun, Georgia uh, put out their winners for you know the net, net, their film critics and Stars won one for, for uh, Best Picture. Okay, that's cool. Oh, and um, sorry, last but not least, Austin, because Austin's got to get recognized here. Uh, they voted for Beale Street to be Best Picture. That's what I oh, thought. Yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, it walked away with uh, four wins, I think, for director, picture, screenplay, and supporting actress. 
Honestly, nice. I'd be quite happy if it won like all those because I thought it was a beautiful film. Oh yeah, I'm so mad that this movie is just getting pushed aside, Oscar. Yeah, it's like suddenly like shift away, like you know, because suddenly now it's like, oh no, Spike Lee, he he deserves his due. He you know he's never been nominated, well, or he's never nominated for director or kind of thing like that. It's like okay, sure, but you could nominate, but he's still not gonna. He shouldn't win this year. <laughs> no, and that's the thing. I'm like, fine, nominate, sure, but I'm like, I think Barry Jenkins does easily deserves a nomination for the stuff he did. Absolutely. Like, the fact that he- Baldwin novel, you know, cinematic is impressive. Dude, like <laughs> we could go, we could go on and on about this some more. <laughs> I well, I'm sure we will because that's all I got for news. And now it's time to talk about Oscar nomination predictions because I can't wait. I'm excited. I it's so hard making these lists because I know the things I want to win. Yeah. It's like yeah, I would this, 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 this. But unfortunately, the Oscars have their own little games they play, and all the other prediction sites are like, yeah, but I think this film should be nominated over it. It's like, do you actually think that, or is it because you think everyone else is going to vote for that? It's just, it's hard to tell with some of these films. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we start off at the bottom here of my list, at least. We will talk about adapted screenplay. Uh, so, who would like to go first and name off some of their picks for what they think should make it onto the list? Um, is it wait? Is it what we? Is it wait, wait, Is it what we think or what we want to be on there? Well, you know what? Uh, let's um, let's just name off whatever you, uh, your top five, and then they'll pick that. But then, like, maybe you can add in a this is what I would would pick to like to be in. Okay, yeah. Well, like, um, uh, Lexi, why don't we start with you since you're the new person All here? Right. Uh, what do you have? Well, play? this one was a little bit tricky for me because um, <laughs> I wasn't really sure exactly what would be. It, it, you know, I'm not sure on what's going to be the adapted screenplay, but I did feel, um, I guess for one of my top ones I think could easily make it was Can You Ever Forgive Me? Um, yes. It's based on the book, um, you know, oh, what was her name? I can't, can't remember well, her Lee name. Lee Israel. Um, yeah, Lee Israel. It's based on her novel about how she ended up basically creating a giant scam with um, forged, forged letters. And, and the film was actually quite good. It hasn't even... It hasn't really been an Oscar buzz around it, really, but um, I think the, it could easily be an adapted screenplay nomination, though. Yeah, no, it's been getting some buzz for some of the actors, because I think, um, personally for me, I think that uh, Richard E. Grant and Melissa McCarthy might make it this year. But that, that, Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I think these are the only three categories that it's going to get recognized for, but it totally deserves it, I, so I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually pretty, mu- I pretty much enjoyed the film, so and was pleasantly surprised by Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you know, let's do it this way. We'll do it like with Lexi, where like you say, like one that you think absolutely should make it onto the list. So, um, All right. pick, okay. if you had to pick one pick, what do you think should make it onto the list? Oh, without a question, Beale Street. Okay, Beale Street is absolutely mm-hmm. the one. I think, I think it's the one that's it, for sure it's going to get nominated. That's a, a guarantee. But I also think it's going to be the one to win. Yeah. Because, like, like, like you mentioned, adapting a James Baldwin novel, first off, is already tough as shit. But to do it in the way with the amount of beauty and, like, humanity while still maintaining the amount of just, like, this is, like, shit gets real. Like, the, am- the amount of that just combined with, yeah, the, with f- just fucking Barry Jenkins' eye for beauty and love and humanity. It's probably the best adapted screenplay of the year. Oh, absolutely. I would say. I, I agree. Absolutely. Oh, I, yeah. I, that, that's, my, that's my pick to win, honestly, so... Uh, yeah, and then uh, Bradley, if you had to pick one, what would you say is one for you? Um, I'm going to go with the pretty sure thing here with Black Klansman. Um, I actually read that crazy true life, seriously, true life story, and it has a really long title like that. 
uh, I've heard from, I haven't seen the film yet, but I've heard from uh, several sources, even people who didn't like it and people who loved it, the way they talked about it sounded very much like what I read. So, Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, Black Klansman is one of those weird ones for me. I'm like, it's, it, I know I haven't seen it, so I can't judge it fairly. I think Shaq's the only one here seen it among us right i've seen it yeah yeah, we're among, yeah. And we're, actually we're gonna watch it this week for our um one-on-one film class so i'm i'll be able to actually talk about it more once the nominations come out um but the interesting thing i'm just okay so it, it'll be interesting because i mean adaptive screenplay there's at least two films i would love to see get in but they're very likely to get pushed out um and i guess just going on to me yeah i want to get in is leave no trace because that's still my favorite movie of last year and i think it would be like especially because it's a chance to show more, you know, female representation because it's like, yeah, okay, the only person who would get in who's a, um, a woman writer in this list so far would be Nicole Holofcener for uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Uh, she'd be the only one otherwise. Okay. But then that's the problem where it's like, yeah, it's just leave no trace for the people who love it. There's just not enough momentum and buzz surrounding it. So I'm just like. Yeah, it's a, it's a more it's a chance of like because it's underseen. That it won't get that much yeah. support. Yeah, that, that's actually on my snub list. I think that one is going to be snubbed. And hopefully people are going to talk about that it is an official snub when it does become one. I agree. Yeah, so it's just going to be interesting to see how that goes. So that's one that we all said definitely should make the list. I mean, is there any other ones that people want to just throw out there as their like a pick or some of that? Or? Uh, Star is Born is going to get nominated. I sure hope so. Like That one I feel like is on the bubble. Yeah. Like a possibly getting pushed off. So... I don't th- I honestly I think that's one of those ones that can stay like in terms of just like adapted screenplays like in terms of like the big ones that people were talking about this one does like it does the story justice. Oh, I agree. Like yeah. we've seen it done before but I think this is probably one of the better ones. And I think because of that uh it's going to get like a bigger push. Yeah, no I I agree. I think it should make it in cuz I think it's a really well done script. Mm. I think, if anything, the one that's on the bubble for me that I would love to see it in there is the one we mentioned before that you were iffy on, which is fucking Black Panther. I think it's, like, even though it does, uh, again, abide by, like, the Marvel standards, there's a su- such an amount of depth in just, like, the writing and the characters and just, like, the characterization of just, like, Killmonger and just... There's so much in there that I think it could actually get, like, a Marvel nom. Like, a nom for Marvel. It's possible. I mean, they already got one oscar nominated screenplay last year with uh, Logan, so. That's true, but uh, I'm talking specifically about the MCU. Oh, right, right. But, um, well, oh, sorry, I go ahead. The, uh, I just wanted to say, I think the uh, trade paperbacks it borrows from or adapts from the most are the ones written by, I believe it's pronounced, Tanaisi Coates. Yeah, Tanaisi Coates, yeah. Yes. Thank you. And uh, I've read a lot of his um, other works as well as the Black Panther comics. And they are, this is me just shilling out uh, Mr. Coates here. Absolutely fantastic. And if you ever feel confused about um, a a marginalized people being um, extorted for their culture, uh, read, read a lot what he has to write and you'll come away thinking either, Oh, I get it. Or, Oh, I get it. So (laughs) reach out to his uh, essays and just his general works and uh, specifically anything he's writing about the suffrage of the the human body through um, that history, putting it lightly. And I think you'll really appreciate it. So chilling over. Thank you. Well, and then there's uh, a couple other ones I thought that like they're kind of both on the bubble of probably not going to get in and possibly might get in. 
where the one that for a moment had a blip of like this could get nominated and now it's getting pretty much forgotten is the hate you give which i mean still sad that the the uh the writer of the, the script died literally the day the movie yeah. came out so it's just like I know that would have been a nice way to honor her, but it sounds like it's just there's just not enough support to beat out the you know kind of the lock-ins in this case. Um, but the one that seems to come out of nowhere, where everyone's like, "Oh no, 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 I'm going to vote for this." I'm like, "Really?" Uh, the death of Stalin is a resurgence. Yeah, I've seen that. Like, I was I was gonna uh, bring it up. I was like, you know, what? I think Justin, you got this one. But yeah, that I've seen. Like, I'm even looking at like this Hollywood Reporter article on uh, like predicting the Oscar nominees using math. And the Stenson Stalin, even though it's still lesser than the ones we've already mentioned, it's still got a pretty sizable, like, amount of support. At least in terms of just, like, uh, if you were to mathematically, like, calculate this shit, it does have a pretty high number. Yeah. At least compared to what I thought it would. It's all those dang Hollywood commies voting for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I, to be uh, fair. Like, I, who, wait, who's, who's the one who wrote it again? Oh, uh, it's uh, Armando. Iannucci? Yeah, Iannucci. Yeah, he wrote it. Yeah, he does have a thing for, like, writing really witty screenplays, at least that's from what I hear. So, like, I, I it wouldn't be surprised if it did get, a, like, a nomination. Yeah, no, it's a really good movie, I think, overall. So, I'm like, I, I would be upset it got nominated. I mean, I would be sad if Leave No Trace or something else got pushed out, which is very likely for that case. But, oh, well, at least a bunch of worthy scripts are getting nominated in this case. So, yeah, I think that's all I got to say about adaptive screenplay. And, um, so, what about well, the original, Ben? Uh... In this case, Brad, why don't you tell us, what's one of your picks that you hope make it onto the original screenplay list? All right, original screenplay, different from adapted screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> I know um, I had to kind of clarify that. <laughs> I, think, uh, I really think First Reformed is a lock. Um, I sure hope so. I love that. That's one of my picks on there, too. Oh, yay. <laughs> So, I agree yeah, with first you. First <laughs> Reformed's my, my pick. And of course it is, you know, so Paul Schrader's yeah. First Reformed. Yeah, it's funny because, like, it feels like First Reformed's been shut out of so many other precursor categories, but there's a there's like a dedicated fan base within the Oscar community itself. They're like, oh, no, no, we love this movie. We're going to vote for it. So, I mean. I kind of feel like it snuck into my favorite film of last year, to be completely honest. Oh, wow. Um, I thought it was going to be Private Life, which I immensely enjoyed. But then we saw First Reformed, and I was just like, I'm so confused, and yet I love it all at the same time. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, it's funny, because I remember I was very, like, confused by the ending of that movie, but someone posted a theory about what the ending could possibly mean, where I'm like, you know, I can see that. Like, I had so many theories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it made sense once they put it into the terms, it's like, because I forgot one detail that happened in the ending. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that part. So that, that changed the way I looked at the ending afterwards. So that's cool. Um, and then uh, Shaq, what about you? I'm mad that I'm saying this, but Green Book's gonna probably get a fucking nomination. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like it's like even looking looking again at this list, it has the highest percentage of making it in there with ninety five point seven fucking percent. And so I'm just like, yeah, you know what? It's gonna get in there, even though I think a lot of people are still like the the. <clears throat> I think a lot of people are still saying that the screenplay is not good anyway, or at least their least favorite part of it, but it's probably going to get in there still. See, because I thought the script was still, like, really solid. I mean, I think, if anything, I think the weak link is um, Peter Farrelly as the director. It's like, yeah, he's a good director, but really it's the story and the actors really carry this in this film. Personally. Yeah, I felt like it was definitely strongest with, like, the script itself. Like, the filmmaking itself was, like, it wasn't, like, 
bad at all by fine. any, any yeah. means, but it wasn't like serviceable. Yeah. Well, um, but the like the actual script and everything and the actors carried it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I picked that as my su- a Bradley Martin surprise s- 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 snub was going to be. <laughs> 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 After... Did you turn into an MTV special? Like, <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Combo breaker. That's how I'm announcing it. But yeah, that that's my snub pick because I think the uh, everyone's been like, Green Book's great. Why is everyone down on Green Book? But then when it won at the Golden Globes, Twitter was all like, what the hell is this? And if it wasn't for Brian Singer being like, hi, I'm a pedophile. I get I get all the awards. I think Green Book would have been the biggest controversy or controversy is a strong word win out of the Golden Globes. So I think it's going to get snubbed. Well, there's still a controversy, too, because everyone's trying to dig up tweets like they usually do. That's the way to destroy people these days. Because, like, oh, yeah, Nick Vellalongo, the writer, it's like, didn't he support Trump with this kind of stuff in the tweet way back in the day? To be fair, the shit he said, w- no, it wasn't even just that. He's it was the fact nuts, that he yeah. went with a wild ass, because there was this whole fake thing of this, like, oh, there were Islamic people cheering after uh, yeah, during yeah. 9-11 when the towers went down. And he was like, I saw them when they're like, this never happened. And you can go, oh. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a. I, that's I can thing. laugh at like, it. There's, there's one. Yeah, there's one thing so about stupid. like yeah. saying like problematic or offensive things, but full on making up racist head rhetoric. Absolutely. That's especially when you're trying to exploit. Yeah, exploiting a national tragedy for racist rhetoric. That's when you go, oh, why are we letting this happen? <laughs> no, exactly. That's the weirdest thing about talking about the United States. When people ask me, what was the weirdest thing about living in the United States, Bradley? I would say freedom of religion because nobody actually wants freedom of religion. It seems like it's you either think like me or you can get out. And that's a, I don't mean that as extreme as it sounds, but the media outlets would always put spins on stuff that wasn't the majority and it's gross and people would run with it. Like, Oh, I saw someone with a hijab the other day. Do I report it as a terrorist thing? And of course not. You freaking moron. Yeah. But nine 11 changed the world. And unfortunately some people changed for the worst after it. So I'll just yeah. leave it at that before I, I mean, end up on a Twitter scandal. <laughs> Uh, remind me to delete my social media accounts, honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, when you start popping, literally just get a thing to delete all your previous tweets and start fresh. Yeah. Act like you ain't never been on there before. Yeah, like like right before you do your debut movie role, just go just preemptively delete that. Yeah. All of it. All of it. Don't matter what you said, if you said anything wrong or not, people will find shit, just delete all that shit. It's like, no, you like but... that one picture of a dog? How dare you? Just like people flipping things and just freaking out like oh no yeah i wasn't meaning to sound like Like, there's definitely things to be called out for sure but yeah it also (laughs) seems like people are trying really hard to and it's like i'm gonna find something you know you know what i had a friend who had this whole thing involving her cat like coming like her missing cat coming back and finding her again and she was telling the story like how she recognized her and there were still people mad because they (laughs) declawed her years ago when they didn't know that that was (laughs) Stage. and they're still oh, no. like on her case they're like what the fuck <laughs> it's true wow <laughs> people will find shit if they need to find they will shit. find something to get angry at it's so true oh yeah <laughs> like no, there's but... definitely things to be angry at but some things are just dumb <laughs> yeah. yeah no but uh lexi uh, what's one that you would pick on this list um well this one i feel like 
I don't know for sure if we'll make it on, but I would like to see it on. And it's, it is possible. Um, I would say hereditary. Because after all, Get Out last year was definitely, um, you know, considered, lo- you know, being in the horror slash maybe comedy category. I haven't seen the movie, so. Um, Wait, Hereditary? But... We watched it together. No, well, oh, no, I was, I was saying the original screenplay. We watched Hereditary. I, I was saying Get Out, I have not seen. Oh, oh, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I, <laughs> I haven't I, seen I, I didn't Get Out. Right, sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I think um, original screenplay for sure. I, I would like to see Hereditary, though. That was a great movie and scary and. You know, and then the script I thought was pretty great. So, yeah, everything no. foreshadows incredibly well from beginning to end. And again, I I didn't find the ending scary, but that's just a personal preference. But still, it's almost perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, for me, um, uh, I mean, a lot of the ones I would like to pick for original screenplay are not getting the buzz that they should. Um, but one that seems to be a very safe bet because it's kind of like, um. The big sick last year where it just kind of kept on and it finally made it on is eighth grade, like I was saying before. Where it's like, yeah, Bo Burnham's definitely going to make it in. He's going to be that safe bet where like, oh, yeah, nobody else is going to say that movie's best picture. But everyone agrees that you get at least a, a screenplay nomination. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I can see that. Um, another one that I would like to say, like, is, again, looking at this math list, because it's showing, like, I think the most likely wins or nominations and one of them is popping up on there is the favorite. And I oh, yeah. Could, I could legitimately yeah. see that. No, the script was great in the favorite. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Roma, I feel like it's kind of like on the bubble where it's like it could possibly get in, but it's very likely not going to get in. Kind of. It's very high on the thing. It's tied with Vice for 88.9%. Wow. See, and actually, I'm kind of hoping Vice doesn't make it in because I didn't think the script was all that great in Vice. So. But I think, mm, you know what? You know, it might be a personal thing, I think. At least with that one. No, no, that is. I mean, I admit, that's a personal thing where I was like, just personally, for me, I'm like, yeah, Vice might make it in, but if I had my pick, I would pick Roma over Vice. You know what? Okay. If there's anything that I know, I guaranteed no, it's not going to make it in, but it should. It's fucking blind spotting. That should, uh, yeah, yeah. That should well, get yeah, in. I feel like that's definitely an underrated one. It should for be sure. nominated for like a dozen more things. But it won't. You know, and, so, and someone pointed out, too, because actually I was looking at uh, Double Toast's review when they finally covered Blind Spotting, where I'm just like, yeah, you know, you don't think it, but, like, David Diggs is really good. But um, what's his name? Rafael Casal, Casal is so magnetic. Like, like he he's so commands great. the screen. Oh, yeah. Like, he, I mean, that's the sad thing where it's like, oh, it's a movie about race. The white guy is upstaging the black guy. But, you know, it's just like. But, like, at the same time, there's so much nuance to his character. Oh yeah, like yeah. This is the thing. I look at that, and then I look at like Vigo Mortensen. That's what makes me annoyed as fuck. I know the two <laughs> completely different kind of contexts and situations and characters and everything, but it just makes me so mad. Like, if you're not like that, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I still think Vigo Mortensen was great personally, but I'm just like, I know, I know. It's just, I this is all just being completely unfair to the movie, but still, just like ah. All right, so uh, we also got Best Supporting Actress. Now, there's definitely the one that's probably going to be the person to beat for this category, and I think she knows which one we're talking about. Why don't you tell yes, us? Yes, it is. <laughs> Regina King in Beale Street, she is oh, yeah. so, so good. Like, there's no depth of, like, how much she's so good, and she's pretty much the runaway favorite. There's maybe only one other person who's seen as, like, competition, at least in this category. Yeah. No, it's funny because, you know, when I saw Beale Street, I actually thought she'd be in the movie more. Like, she's in it for a good chunk of the film, but it's just one of the things where it's like, for as much as people hyped up a supporting actress performance, she's only in it for about 
90 minutes maybe of the whole film. Yeah, well, to be fair, some people have been nominated with less. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. But she is really, really good. Especially um, her big scene, I feel, like there's the you know there's the big scene at the beginning that everyone talks about with the whole, you know, spatting arguments and that stuff. No, no, it's the one in where she goes to, where is it, uh, Puerto Rico? Yes, that's the scene. Yeah. yeah. That, that part is probably, that's probably my favorite part of the whole movie. That's where you go, oh, she, that's the literally the moment where I'm like, she's going to win this. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think she deserves it. So... Uh, yeah, I, I got nothing else to say with that one. Um, Lexi, why don't you say one? Um, I felt like this one was kind of hard for me, but, um, and I don't know for sure if, um, once again, if this one will make up, I would like to see, um, Amanda Seyfried before First Reformed. Um, yeah, I don't think there's a chance, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just a personal favorite on that my part, cool. but. Yeah. Um, oh, she was, I thought she, she did great. pretty great, though. Yeah, I think I think she did a pretty great job, but I feel like there's just probably other competition that'll probably beat her out. But it's a personal favorite of mine for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I agree. No, she was great in that film. Uh, well, I've been hearing everybody talk about Claire Foy from First Man as almost kind of a, a cheat because I hear she carries that film in terms of performances. Since Ryan Gosling's like gonna go to the moon. <laughs> and she's uh which uh, if neil was like that good for good on ryan gosling i don't know maybe he just didn't need a cereal before the so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had that blank slate face that whole movie i mean understandably so because it was like a lot of just more internal performance instead of like a, a very showy one which i'm always find more subtle performance getting nominated but he yeah he was so dry as hell. It was like it was to the point where it was legitimately frustrating. But Claire Foy is really good in it. Yeah, like for the brief moment that she is there. Yeah, because she's not in the movie for. I mean, because I actually uh, First Man's coming out on Blu-ray next week, and I'm hoping at least like look it for it at some point. But yeah, it's one of those things where it's like yeah, like because she's only in it for you know kind of like Regina King, where she's not in it for like maybe like 20, 30 minutes, like barely, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well that fits as supporting then. So I don't yeah, know what all the hubbub is about that. Um, so for me personally, I mean, this is kind of a cheat, but I'm the last one picked, so screw you guys, I get to pick two. <laughs> uh, but it's, um, the two main, act- I mean, two, 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 uh, yeah. the two supporting actresses from The Favorite, Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz. Yeah. yeah, which, yeah, no, I could, like, I could see that they're literally tied for first with 90.6 in this math chart. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. But the thing is, there, there's a third tie. Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm surprised none of you have named. Remember, I said there's one other person who's being named as main competition for Regina King, and none well, of you. My named uh, her. my snub is going to be Amy Adams. Is that who you're going to say? That's the one. Yeah, snub. <laughs> Amy I've, I've Adams. Heard, I've, leg- I've legitimately heard in terms of best supporting actress co- conversation, in terms of winning, it's either Regina King or Amy Adams. I've really? heard those two out of everybody more than everyone else. See, I mean, she's on my list. Like I have her as my one of my picks for uh, for supporting actress. I just feel person. I mean, it's just one of the, again those things of advice. I'm like, I think she's really good in that movie. But I just yeah, she's that, amazing. Yeah, I just think that Emma Stone, Regina King, and uh, Rachel Vice are better. The thing is, is I hear a lot of things that like people are like, she's gonna get nominated, but they feel like if she wins, it won't be for the right role. No, because everyone I know, everyone yeah. including myself, is still upset. She should have won for Arrival, or at least been nominated. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. I actually I agree watched with that movie that. just last night. Oh, did you? Yeah, really? Arrival is I, amazing. I rewatched it though because it's one of my favorites. Mine too. Yeah, I and honestly, watching it a second time, I even I appreciated her performance even more this time because I caught like more subtleties and 
than I did the first time I saw it. I'm yeah, like, yeah oh, she's like, outstanding, actually. Like, like, Amy Adams is kind of like Ryan uh, Gosling for me, where it's like they're very nuanced, very internalized in their performances, kind of thing. Like, maybe Amy Adams is a little more showy in, in respect, kind of thing, but I like she's just she's just so gosh dang good in everything she does, you know? But she's the new uh, DiCaprio, isn't she? She's no. getting yes. all the noms no, all no, the time. In the, in the, sense, no of, in the <laughs> sense of just like that actor who's like, why haven't you gotten an Oscar yet? Then, yes, she is. Okay, okay, yes. In that, in that <laughs> yeah. sense, yes. Yeah, in that sense. <laughs> That's, that's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. You know, because that's things like when you look at all the movies she's been nominated for, like The Master, Doubt, um, Junebug, and a whole bunch of other films, you're just like, yeah, she's always good in these roles. She just gets overlooked so often, you know? Yeah. She was in Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio as well, the role he should have won for. So <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. It's like, it's just, uh, it's, it, it makes me happy to see Amy Adams get work. Because also, I mean, she's an inactive Latter-day Saint also. But it's just like, see oh, that's people cool. out there. Oh, it's your people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I can say our people because me and Lexi. Yeah, y'all's so. people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we got a Latter-day Saint at the Super Bowl this year. So we're happy. So <laughs> Gladys night, baby. So... <laughs> Yeah, beautiful. Uh, yeah. Now, one other person I did want to mention before we moved on. I mean, because I was, I would have said Thompson McKenzie at first, but there's no way she's going to get in. She's just too underbuzzed right now. But the yeah, would kind of hope maybe gets in is Michelle Yao from Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. Ooh. Oh, she's yeah. so good. At it. I would love if she got a nomination. Yeah, because I think like out of the all the actors, which I'm like, I liked Crazy Rich Asians. I was like, you know, it's good. It's a very good rom com. But I would say that Michelle Yao is probably the standout performance of everybody in that film. She was my favorite performance of that whole film. Yeah. Also, it's Yo, not Yao. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yao, dog, Yao. Put <laughs> some respect on her name for those dudes. Okay, so Yo, weird. there you go. She's, she, like, has she ever gotten, like, I no. feel like she's gotten nominated for has she? Oscar before, maybe? Yeah, well, she must have got something. I feel like she hasn't. For a Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right? No, she didn't. That's what I'm. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. But, like, dude, she's incredible. I feel like that's one of those ones that, like, she needs to get nominated. If she does need to get nominated, it's for this, too. Oh, she got a BAFTA nomination for Crouching Tiger, but not an Oscar nomination. So. Uh, I see. Uh, okay. Because okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it's uh, Gong Lee is one who's gotten an Oscar nomination, but not her. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, yeah, so now we're moving on to Supporting Actor. Um, I'm just going to say this. I'm pretty sure the five candidates for Supporting Actor are a bit in stone, just based on what I've been looking at all the sites. But, um... Anyways, let's just see who we all picked. Uh, let's see. Who should we start first? Uh, Bradley, why don't you Well, I'm, I'm not going to go with the the winner because I'm pretty sure since this guy has been um, on the award circuit, he's won every single one. So I'm going to pick my favorite, Sam Elliott, instead. Yeah, he was really good in Star Wars Born. Motherfucking Sam Elliott. <laughs> there we go. Shaq <laughs> Sam Elliott impersonation. I gotta, I gotta do that impersonation. <laughs> I always love hearing just like, hey, Sam Elliott. Well, it's, it's funny. Sam my favorite Elliot. scene, and this will be Look, spoiler 20 free. 20 years old, the Gravely Cooper is still my fucking brother. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> you think you're going to get nominations? You stole my fucking nomination. You stole my fucking nomination. You did like a fucking dad. You stole my fucking nomination. If he does win, I hope he does it in character. Yeah. Like, like the my favorite performance one of my favorite performances of the year actually was sam elliott when he doesn't even have a single line of dialogue and and you guys know what scene that is if you've seen the movie yes, and it's absolutely incredible and, well, and that's the funny thing when i was talking to Shaq about that i mean have you seen this movie i have not oh i'm so- sad i want to see it 
Well, I will definitely show it to you when it comes out. But um, that's the funny thing where Sam Elliott, it's like, they're going to have a hard time finding an Oscar clip. There's literally no, like, there's only one scene, like, at the very end of the movie, where it's the only one where he doesn't say the F word in it. <laughs> He's not just cursing it's his, his ass performance, off. though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I joke, but no, he's he's so so good in the movie. Absolutely, and it's getting one of the things where like, I kind of wish there was more of in the movie, but at the same time, he made such an impact that you're like, okay, that was just enough, kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Listen, uh, Lexi, why don't you pick one? Um, I think I would actually have to go with um Sam Rockwell for Vice. See, Vice may not have been one of my favorite films, but I think he did a pretty great job of portraying one of the former presidents. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, he, he's, like, right on the bubble for me, where I'm like, he could make it, but he's possibly going to get left off, but he's he's close. He's uh, options. Well, again, I've said this before. What's amazing about his Bush performance is I seen him, you know, and I saw him in the character, and my first thought was, that doesn't look like George W. Bush. But then when he started talking and his mannerisms came out of the character, I was like, oh, damn, that's George W. Bush. You know? Yeah, that's so. what I thought, too. I, I thought it was pretty incredible. So I, so I have to give respect, you know, for, or, you know, or give credit where credit is due. I, I think he did a yeah. good job. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, he was very good at that. So, uh, yeah, then Shaq. Uh, I'm still not going to name the the, the, the main wi- the one who we all know is probably going to win. But I'll name <laughs> someone who I know for sure is going to get nominated. And that's Adam Driver in Black Clansman. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm, I, yeah. I still don't think the movie's super, super great. Or at least as great as people claim it is. But Adam Driver does really get... He brings it in this. Well, if you look at all the nomination predictions that people are saying, there's going to be a lot of first-time Oscar nominees if that's the way it's going. And he would definitely be one of them. Where it's like, yeah, absolutely, he deserves to be a nominated yeah. actor. So I've read this book, Black Klansman, being a distinguished, intelligent person myself. And <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene where Adam Driver's character meets up with a, a Klan member. And he's like, so where are we headed? And the Klan member is like, just get in the truck. And the whole operation is like, do not get in the truck. Do not get in that truck. And he has to make a decision whether or not to get in the truck. And the way it's written, it's yes. horrifying. Is that in the film? It's in the movie. Like, if it's what I'm thinking of, then yes, it is in the movie. Because he's supposed to meet with someone. And then another Klansman shows up. who One who's, like, way more kind of high-strung out. Who's, like, super, super wary of everything. And he's like, you just get in the truck. And he's like, I got to just fall in the line. Just get in the cover. And the other cops are like, don't. Like, in their head, they're just like, don't fucking do it. And he yeah. does it anyway. <laughs> and they're driving around. And just however, the, how that scene progresses, you're just tense the whole time. If anything, every scene that Adam Driver has with that one Klansman is you're just like, he's going to figure this shit out. Is it the he's one- going to get caught. This is the part where he dies. <laughs> is it the one Klansman who's like that guy who's always the slimy fat dude and everything? Or? Not him. Okay. He plays. He plays the blithering idiot. I know which one you're talking about. He was in I Tanya. Yeah, last guy. year. <laughs> Dude, even though he's great in it. Oh, he's great, but, <laughs> but it, it's a di- it's a different actor. Okay, okay. Because I was gonna say, I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't trust that guy either. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. So then, um, uh, on my list here, I mean, there's a lot of the obvious ones, and um, the one I'm gonna say the one that's gonna be a surprise because like. It seems everyone's predicting him, even though barely anyone saw this movie. It's um, Timothy, uh, sorry, Timothee Chalamet in Beautiful Boy. Chalamet. Yeah. So it seems like it's one thing where it's like everyone said, "Yeah, the movie is okay, it's fine," but the one thing that stood out in that movie was Timothee. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I I really liked him in um, all of the performances I've seen him in so far. I think he's fantastic in Lady Bird as the. Uh, 
douchebag boyfriend. So yeah, and I still haven't seen Call Me by Your Name yet, which I'm just I don't know. I I, I feel I need some time to get ready for that film. You know. <laughs> well, the the book which I've read is uh, absolutely fantastic. So we get it, Brad. You're. The <laughs> <podcast>. <laughs> Back when people read, anyways. Yeah. So the the two that we kind of overlooked and the ones that seem to be the top tier uh, picks for this category is. Um, Marshala Ali and Green Book and who's gonna win? Uh, yeah, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Yeah. Well, I didn't bring up Richard E. Grant because we already brought him up earlier, and we pretty much said what we pre- can pretty much say here that yeah, he's for sure gonna get a, a nomination. Mahershala is gonna win because he's won pretty much every single award, uh, Best Supporting Actor award. Since oh, that would be now. wild. If, well, actually, because he swept e. in and yeah, took Richard E. Grant's steam train at the end. That'd be crazy. Yeah. The one that I that had early buzz earlier in the year, but it's pretty much phased out now. But I still would like it if he did get a nomination, but he probably won't. It's Michael B. Jordan and Black Panther. Yep, he, that's my snub. That's he, my he is snub. Really, yeah, he's my runner-up. He brings so much more pathos, way like to pretty much any other Marvel villain, at least cinematically. He brought so much yeah. more to it than anyone ever thought he actually could. Yeah. That we were just like, man, this guy is almost, we were like, this guy's a lock. And now we're just like, at this point, we're like, no, there's, there's a too lot many more others. We don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah. too many others to pick from. Yeah. That's always the problem with the Oscar race. It's like, you know, you're always on top until you're not kind of thing. Yeah. Like by the end of the year, it's like, it's, it's a whole different game, you know? Yeah. Now, on the other hand, though, there's uh, pretty, it's pretty certain who might make it into this list for the best actress. And I'm curious because I have, you know, I'm going to start with this one because I haven't started one yet. This is the one person I have the fantasy. I want to get them in. I want them to make, you know, get nominated. It would be so great. Tony Collette for Hereditary. She was absolutely fantastic in that freaking movie, you know? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah it's one of those things where so. it feels like she's going to be the runner up where it's just like, oh, it's a bummer. But I personally am putting her on my picks because I just want to see it happen. I just want to. I want her to win so bad, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's so great in that film. Um, but yeah, then, uh, let's see. Lexi, why don't you pick one? Uh, I'm sorry. I was distracted. Um, <laughs> cut that out. But, um, <laughs> sorry. Give me a second here. Um, did, did you get possessed by Charlie? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Okay. So for best actress, um, I had actually had a bigger, I had a big list for this one. It's a bit hard, but, um, so I had two picks, kind of, I think that should be, but I'll go with the one that I, w- I would personally like. Um, uh, I believe her name is Kiki Lane for If Beale Street Could Talk. I thought she was pretty great. I don't know for sure if she'd get a nomination for that one, but I, I loved her in If Beale Street Could Talk. See, that's one that people have been debating about, because it's like, you know, it, 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 you know the, the sad thing is most of the people that are predicting for Best Actress, it's going to be a very white category, it feels like, this year. You know, yeah. the only person of you know diversity that they're really showing is um, Alicia Aparicio from Roma, and even then, it's mm-hmm. like people are saying, "Well, she's good in the movie, but is she good enough to be a Best Actress candidate?" Yes, she was actually the one I was going to name. I was like, "Oh, I want, well, I actually want her to actually get a, a nomination." Well, well, I'm sure she'll get it in, but Alicia is probably one of my favorites this year. Okay, probably my second favorite, actually third favorite behind. Uh, Tony Collette, and then another person we haven't named yet. Yeah. No, and it's funny, too, because I'm like, I, I, you know, I, I have some mixed feelings on Roma in general, which I know I think we all do a little bit for that stuff. But yes. there's a couple really key scenes with Galitza, which is like, yeah, she's really, really good. Especially there's yeah. one scene, and I don't want to say what it is. It's a huge spoiler for the movie. But there's at least, well, one or two scenes at the very end where you're just like, ooh, wow. 
Yeah, she was yeah. pretty incredible in that one. Because the thing is, she was playing it very subdued because her character was a maid, so obviously she wasn't going to have that much to do. Well, she's an untrained like, actress, too, so. Exactly. Oh, wow. But yeah, it's it's those key moments that you're talking about that you're like, holy shit. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah, so I guess, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to steal your pick there. But... <laughs> yeah, but she was the one I picked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But no, I mean, Kiki Lane, I do... I kind of, I'm kind of on the fence with her. Like, I think she was fine in the movie. I was, I wasn't blown away by her in that film. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, she could possibly be, uh, you know, be a considerer for that one. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, and then Bradley. Oh, I'm, I'm just running with what's been the most popular for the past two months, and that's uh, Olivia Coleman in the favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Is she the favorite? Yep. I mean, is she I mean, she's is the favorite. She is the favorite. <laughs> God damn it! I walked right into that. <laughs> there's, there's no clear favorite in this category. I feel like you know, if like, Olivia Coleman was on top at one point, and Lady Gaga was on top before that, and then Glenn Close was on top before that, or now. No, now she's the favorite. <laughs> Yeah, so it could be really any one of those three people. It feels like. Oh yeah, I guess Glenn Close is the new the favorite because. <laughs> Got to make a sequel. The new favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a big conspiracy to piss off Davy. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody is going to get a Best Picture nomination, possibly. Yeah. Get nominated for Best Actress. Who knows. <laughs> My snub was um I don't know if you guys have seen it but Nicole Kidman in The Destroyer is my snub. I didn't watch that one. I was just like, nah. no, everyone's been raving it, but I've about it. She's great. Yes. Yeah, I just don't think there's any room, and she's got her award already. Yeah, so she's she's won. She she's she's got the glory and the good stuff. Yeah. yeah, you know, actually, one person I think I'm gonna pick because I it was one for people debating on is she gonna make it or is she not. Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? And we mentioned it earlier, but I'm like, I think she's definitely a, like a safe nomination. Not win, not even by a long shot, but a nomination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I think she's for sure getting a nomination. Yeah, she's really, really good at that movie. I mean, would you agree, Lexi? Oh, yeah. She was, on, I, I was honestly genuinely surprised by her performance. I wasn't expecting her to be as good as she was in it, honestly. I'm going to refer back to the math chart, but she's very high up there. She's got 91, uh, 91.4% chance tied with Lady Gaga. But still, that's both of them are tied for second because the first first one is Glenn Close, the wife, for 98.1% getting a nomination. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Man. And Olivia Coleman with a 97.1. Well, oh, I mean, Glenn yeah. Close is, you know, again, that's the thing where it's like she's been around forever and she's been nominated like seven times but never won. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hollywood likes to reward these kind of people. We're just like, yeah, like a le- a legacy pick. Yeah, like Al Pacino. You know, instead of a woman's not your best movie, Ooh-ha. you have you haven't won before. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, oh. um, we also got best actor here. Now I'm curious about this one because uh, there's so many people who could be on this list. Honestly, it's a lot. Yeah, um, Shaq, why don't you start us off here? Uh, I'm gonna start off with um, a boy, so someone who I, I didn't think he'd be as good as I thought he would be, especially considering he was doing like multiple duties. But Bradley Cooper in A Star Is oh, Born, oh yeah, he is <laughs> fan fucking tastic. Like even though he was, yeah, he was. Try, well, it's not he was holding his own uh, alongside Lady Gaga because Lady Gaga had all the shine, considering it's technically like her movie. Yeah, well, I was gonna but, say the other way around, where like Lady Gaga kept up with him personally, but. <laughs> But I think it's because we didn't think of him as good as like a direct like thinking if he's doing both things he might 
one thing might suffer than the other, but no, his performance is a lot more grounded. It's a lot more like there's parts that are obviously kind of ridiculous, but they fit the story. But like he really does a really good job, especially like conveying the scenes with him and Lady Gaga. Like you feel like the genuine chemistry between the two of them. They have some of the best romantic chemistry in any film I saw this year. Like honestly, <laughs> Lady Gaga doing that hundred people in the room speech was genuine. <laughs> oh yeah, like there's a part where I'm like, is are, are either of them married and they have to actually like be wary about their spouses now? Because I'm like, they have some like genuine like, like romantic chemistry in that film. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they were both. They, he was really good in that film. Uh, Bradley. Yeah, yeah. Well, he took my Bradley Cooper. Rude. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Um. I got to go with my boy Ethan Hawke to finally get his yes. due for a performance that deserves it. That's why I'm kind of wary. Like, oh, what if what if since he deserves it, he won't get it? I don't know. So, so. do you think he'll actually make it in? Because I know, like, like I really want him to. Is he on but... the bubble? Shaq, what are the percentages? For which one? Ethan Hawke. Uh, Ethan Hawke? 29. Uh, this is, again, math. So this is not, like, 100% confirmed. This right. is just, like, math shit. But they got it at twenty nine point three. And, and, and where's he in the ranking of that? Like fifth. Oh, so he can he can, he can still lose a chance. He he's supposed to win. Why is he that in. low? Oh, he's not. No. I don't think he. It, again, this is just for nomination, not for wins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, like, I really hope. I, I I almost put him as my snub, and then I thought, what would what is wrong with me to <laughs> my favorite performance of the year as a snub? No, I I don't want to do it. So. Yeah. No, I, I hope he does, because he was my favorite performance of lead actors this year. So, I mean, anyways. Um, Lexi. Um, yeah, he actually took my pick, which was <laughs> even high. So. I should have um, done, done a reverse <laughs> order. <laughs> but um, I did have a backup, though, which, um, of course, I, I guess Christian Bale's revised. So, yeah. once again, I didn't, I was not a huge fan of the movie, but honestly, I really did enjoy Christian Bale's performance for what was in the film at least <laughs> i mean he disappears into that role honestly he really does and i was like whoa is that christian bale like it almost doesn't even look like him honestly yeah. but it, it was so well because honestly like in the beginning like you could kind of see it's like yeah he just look like fat christian bale and then at some point as he <laughs> age you're just like fat oh yeah christian he's just bale. he's gone no longer fat christian bale <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's just fat. He's just Dick Cheney. <laughs> he is Dick Cheney. Oh no! <laughs> is is the film as self congratulatory about being smart as everyone says it is? Oh, Some people say yes, it, it is, is a good thing. Some people say it is a bad thing. Uh, oh, this movie say? thinks it's it's so important. We're just like, yeah, you know, Dick Cheney's good and all, but guess what? We're actually talking about. Guess right? We're going to talk about Trump. You know, like. Okay, movie. Because like, at some point, that's the weird thing where it's like, look, I can accept a Dick Cheney hit piece if that's the movie's intention. But then at some point, it stops being about Dick Cheney. Like, he's just kind of a, a, a you know, a tertiary. An ancillary character. Yeah, tertiary character. That's weird. Yeah, because it's like, no, no, no. You see, Dick Cheney is just a symptom of what this current politics is about. I'm just like, all right. Either that's true. I came here to hear about what you want to tell me about Dick Cheney. And the stuff you tell me isn't really all that new. Honestly, I could have just read a Wikipedia article and gotten the same out of it. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh. That's, that's just why I have the same yeah. Well, because you know, I mentioned it, <laughs> like I, mentioned I wanted to see more. Like, give I, me more stuff yeah. to deal with of this guy. Like, but you didn't even do give me that. Come on. 
Yeah, no, because even the the last thirty minutes is just a greatest hits thing of like, oh yeah, that part where Dick Cheney shot someone in the face. We forgot to do that. Let's do that right here. I know they just kind of like shoved it in really quick. I'm just they like, just skimmed what? over it. <laughs> yeah, it would be funny if he said, "I thought you were a deer," and then shot him. So that'd be. <laughs> yeah, but no. So I mean, I but I agree that I think Christian Bale actually was very good in the movie, like for what he was given. So um, yeah, he's fantastic. So the one person I would definitely say is you know. <laughs> What, but whether we like it or not, he's probably going to get in. It's Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. I mean, I mean, he, like, he, I'm not against him getting nominated or even winning. Yeah. Like that, that's not a problem because I like Rami Malek and I think he was like, he did a good enough job despite the weird fucking teeth. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw some images of the first half of the film when he, you know, they really highlight the teeth and I passed it once I saw that. They're hilarious. <laughs> well, that's dude. what he looked like. So. Is it really that bad in the movie, honey? Um, well, I guess it's it, because, like, the real, real-life Freddie Mercury, like, it was definitely noticeable on him, but I, I feel like Rami Malek's face is a little bit smaller, so, like, when they put the teeth in, it's definitely a little bit more noticeable, <laughs> like, than it would, it was, like, on actually Freddie Mercury, at least in my opinion, I'm just like, yeah, it, it's a little bit more obvious than, than it was on, like, the real person, I felt like, but, you know, you kind of have to add the teeth in, because that was part of Freddie Mercury's, you know, personality, and, or his whole... You know, it's like how he's, um, it's improved, like, his singing, apparently, for instance. Well, yeah, because the extra yeah. incisors was why he could sing so well, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, he wouldn't get an operation on him because he didn't want to risk losing his voice. Yeah. So, good yeah. on him for literally dedicating his body to his art. And I'm talking yeah, about Freddie absolutely. Mercury, of course, here, so. Wow. And Rami Malek, I think, is a great actor. I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody. I just don't want to see it, so I'm hoping that he gets snubbed. Is that selfish? Well, yes. It's petty, but I agree with it. <laughs> yeah, I... Not, not, not specifically that, but I get the pettiness. I'm about it. Yeah, I actually feel that way too. And I did see the film, and I, I personally think he did an outstanding job. But I also, I, yeah, I feel like there's I, I like too many other good options that you know, if, if he won or something, I would be like, what? You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's, one, it's interesting too because one person that is pushed a, uh, for like a fifth slot because at first people are like, oh, Viggo Mortensen, and it's like he's kind of on the bubble now because the person they're pushing it to replace him is John David Washington from Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. Not not William Defoe from Eternity's. Game? You know, fu- funny enough, we actually did see that movie, Lexi and I. And uh, how yeah. was it? I think the thing is, it's in like people are talking about it, but I feel like there's it's another uh, situation with like. Leave no trace, but there's not enough people seeing it, for, see. or even putting it on their radar for it to really get that much attention. Also, Eternity's Gate's just not as good a movie, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, anything for you, anything that's not Leave No Trace won't be as good. Oh, I know, <laughs> even for me, because like, you know, I'm the guy who was promoting this film because, like, oh, it's Julian Schnabel's first film in ten years, can't wait. And then we watched it, and I'm like, eh, maybe he could have waited a few more years, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone's everyone's favorite Van Gogh performance is uh, when the Doctor meets him in Doctor Who. So, that, <laughs> you know. I actually really like that episode. That's that yeah, was... that's one of the best episodes. So, yeah, it but the was... at the end. Yeah, yeah see, no... Lexi gets it. She knows. <laughs> she, she, she knows. She understands. Yep. No, but... Love Doctor Who. But so, Shaq, you having seen Black Klansman, do you think that the John David Washington hype is deserved in this case? Yes, I do think okay. so. Because he's he's magnetic as hell every time he's on screen, and he's re- he's on screen for pretty much damn near the entire movie. But like every scene, you're just like, man, he is 
he's the spitting image of his dad. Oh, right. <laughs> no, that's the thing that even when you're watching that uh, of Monsters and Men movie or whatever it was called. Uh, yeah. Yeah, where you're just like, yeah, he, like, <laughs> close your eyes and you hear Denzel coming out of him. The Denzel-isms. <laughs> <laughs> that's so what? interesting, though, that he's so talented after so many um, – Ch- the stars, like really good, talented actors, have children that are horrible at acting. Dude, he used so. to play football. That's the thing. Yeah. Do you think that helps with a uh, acting? No, no, no. But as in, like, I didn't think he would actually be like a this good of an actor. But oh, he was okay. mostly, yeah, he was most because he was mostly, yeah, doing just like NFL shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, but that, that's good for him. I mean, it's it's nice to see a legacy person like him, uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. It's like nice to see people who could actually like you know pick up the torch, you know, kind of thing. Or, yeah, exactly. O'Shea, where it's like, wow, he's a better actor than his dad ever was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not like the Smith and Pinkett children who are terrible. Oh, poor little. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. They're they're fine. I, I didn't see After uh, Earth. Jaden's a pretty solid musician, but he's a terrible actor. Yeah. <laughs> Batman, Batman, Batman. <laughs> that, dude, listen, that Batman song's good as fuck. Don't even play. Okay. <laughs> All right, so final two here. We got director. Um, I'm curious to see what this one is because I'm pretty sure. I have my fantasy for like at least a one person who I think might get in or not get in. But anyways, uh, Shaq, why don't you start with you on this one? The one who I want to win, the one who I've been praising, who I even said in the fucking best twen- uh, in our in our massive ass uh, best of the rest podcast. I said he's the best fucking American filmmaker working today. That's Barry Jenkins and Beale Street. He if he does it with Beale Street, like I won't be upset. But I'll be upset. <laughs> yeah, which is sad because, like, I again, I, I I have him on my list, but he's like on the vulnerable spot right now. Like, he might not get in. I'm just like, please, no, no, he's getting in. He's a hundred percent getting in. I, didn't, I the, uh, didn't the DGA snub him though? Yeah, the DJ snubbed him. Uh, the Globe, I think, did the Globe snub him or no? I think maybe got him that one. But he's been getting ignored by a lot of people, and I'm just like, dude, he directed one of the best. Like, he was one of the best directing jobs this year. I feel. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. I know. I, right? I, I, want, I want him in so bad. I want him to win. Absolutely. Uh, and then Lexi? Um, that was actually what I was going to say. It was very <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm not trying to do <laughs> All right. But I did have a backup, which is definitely Paul Schrader for First Reformed. You, you can't tell what my favorite film it was at all this year, right? <laughs> not, not at all. Oh, it was, cl- it was very clearly Venom, right? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not Venom. <laughs> No, dude, 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 listen, listen, listen. It's freaking, what's his name? Kevin Connolly. My boy E from Entourage for Gotti. That's, <laughs> that's what should be getting a best director, Dom. Dude, when oh he put gosh. that Pitbull song in out of nowhere, that was... Oh, no. <laughs> no Which but, Pitbull um... song was it? Dude, he, no, he made a whole sound. He made a whole score. Okay. Dude, that score is atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, absolutely Paul Schrader, the first reformed. Um, I... Overall, once again, one of my favorite films this year, and I thought it was basically well done on, like, almost every level, really. Like, the script was, I thought was amazing. Ethan Hawke did a great job, and then, of course, the director, like, I don't know, just one of my favorites, and I think it should, it, it should at least be nominated, so. Yeah, I agree. I think it was and, really, and, really good, so. And I think Paul Schrader should absolutely be nominated for Best Director. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Bradley? Oh, you know me. I'm I'm back in Bradley Cooper here. Oh yeah, no. He again, the dude who came out of nowhere to show I'm a great director. Pay attention to me, you know. <laughs> what was so funny is he's like, all right, I want to show everyone I'm a great director, 
And then he showed everybody he's a great actor, a great musician. A great writer. A great, yeah. <laughs> and a great director. So this is a huge film for him when you put it that way. so And for being the fourth I, version of a popular film, you know? Right, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, this story's been done so yeah. many times on so many different, yeah, just, like, just entertainment mediums, whether it's film, television, Broadway. Just, like, the fact that he still managed to feel fresh even though it's a very like well overly done story it's incredible well having watched yeah. bits of the previous films like you can tell this is very different like it has the core the dna of those previous films but it's very different tonally and in terms of certain content too so it's like god damn it bradley cooper you can't do everything and like, <laughs> you can do everything he's like i'll prove you wrong yeah. <laughs> when the film opens up and he's all like when I lose my keys, they're usually on the wayside. I don't remember Dude, the real lyrics. That song is so good. <laughs> I heard that, and I'm like, you know, I heard that at first, and I'm I'm a pretty uh, stingy guy when I watch movies, especially ones that are supposed to be good. So I'm like, nah, he's not a rock star. But then when he goes to that club and he's all like, maybe we should let the always die. I'm like, oh my gosh, not only is he a rock star, but I think I'm in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the, I think it's uh, easily the way he brought out everyone to one hundred percent because that's what a director does. He makes the best out of his actors, right? One of their jobs. Oh yeah, I no, really it, think it, that yeah he should be nominated for sure. It's clear that Bradley Cooper works well with actors, like absolutely. Yeah. So. The thing is, he should get a nomination just off the fact that he got Eddie Griffin and Dave Chappelle to reunite on screen for the first time. So yeah. Oh yeah. And that made my heart sing. <laughs> I forgot that Eddie Griffin yeah. was in the movie. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the weirdest cameo for Dave Chappelle to do, but it's like it was, but it works so well. <laughs> yeah, like it, it felt it felt so natural. Absolutely, no, it did. Like when Chappelle has that conversation with him, like man, I, well, I won't say what it is, but it's like it's kind of like when um, Chris Tucker was in Silver Linings Playbook. Like, holy shit, Dave Chappelle can act. I thought he was just a brilliant comedian, you know. So Did we, that was Chris Tucker. Yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. It's like when you oh, saw okay. Chris Tucker in, and Chris Tucker's not <laughs> okay. a bad actor. Like, I, you know, I zoned out for a second. I thought you mistook Dave no, Chappelle. It, for Chris I'm Tucker. saying like, it's like the time. It's like the time in Silver okay. Linings Playbook. Yeah, not Chris Tucker is just a brilliant comedian. Yeah, and Dave Chappelle too. It apparently, can how act dare really you be well. racist when you weren't actually being racist? <laughs> that would be the most racist thing ever. Confusing those two completely different comedians <laughs> with completely different voices to their comedy. So funny enough, I actually uh, watched a bit of the Nutty Professor this week just because I've never seen this film before. So my chicken. So weird seeing Dave Chappelle in his full like goofball mode in that film when he's the the young was- Dave Chappelle. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> Well, I mean, all of our talk is pretty useless because it's pretty certain that Alfonso Cuaron is going to win this category. Unfortunately, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. To, he's got it in the bag. Yeah. To be fair, he did a great job directing this movie. Like, like just the scope and scale of the shots he was able to get in this film is pretty freaking amazing. You know, it feels oh, yeah. so personal without it. Like, without us relating any in any way, shape, or form to like the situation or characters, it still feels so personable and relatable that we connect with it. Oh yeah, absolutely. But um, the other guy who I think is pretty safe to get in is Yorgos Lanthimos for, for the favorite. Which I'm like, okay, the, this weird dude, he's gonna he's destined to get taken seriously at some point. So it's like, yeah, sure, fine, we'll nominate him for his most like his his least weird movie. Finally, he gets it. <laughs> You know. It's that, and also, uh, what's his name? Spike Lee is going to probably get a nomination. I think for sure. Yeah, which um, see, I mean, he got the DGA, which, so. which I'm like, I'm like iffy on myself personally. But 
it's all right. <laughs> like I'm not against it. And then also Peter Fairley is getting those discussions. I don't want him to fucking. No, no, that that's my snub. Gonna... Peter Fairley's gonna be my snub. So yeah, he's, he's my runner up on that in. one too. Actually, and then the other runner up, I'm hoping. I kind of hope he doesn't get in. Is K for Vice? Where I'm just like, look, his style was very refreshing in The Big Short. I just didn't feel like it worked at all in The Vice, personally. So. Yeah. I didn't even think it worked back in in the big short that much either. <laughs> wow, that's personal opinion, but yeah, that that's that's a personal thing though. Yeah, it's all a personal opinion, really. So, <laughs> well, ultimately, it is in the end. Ultimately, <laughs> being one of those people. Sorry. But now, last but not least, best picture. So, uh, we made it. You'll start. Oh no! Oh no! There's so many options. On. See, what that way, they don't can... steal your picks from you. Come on. <laughs> To so, be fair, we have like so many picks because uh, in terms of nominations, there's you can just literally just blindfold throw a dartboard. I know that's kind of, yeah. kind of what it feels like because I actually had like a big list. I'm just like I don't know. I, I know there's gonna be so many that are gonna get on there. Um, uh, oh, which one do I pick? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'll maybe. Well, maybe it's not a big surprise. Well, okay, so I'll have one that I would like to see get nominated, but I don't know for sure if it will. And then maybe one that will potentially, or maybe both won't get nominated, or both will. It's really hard to say at this point, but um, I feel like Green Book will probably be nominated and then First Reformed. I would like I, to see. Yeah, First Green like Book is pretty much reform. a lock. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that one's definitely a lock, whereas I don't know about First Reformed, but I think it deserves a nomination for sure. I agree. Yeah, yeah. No, but it, yeah, I think, because First Reformed, I feel like it's one of those ones where it's like, it could be kind of like Phantom Thread was last year, where it's just like mm-hmm. a film that we no one knew how much the Academy loved this movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's, there you go. That would make me happy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Bradley. Oh, let's see. Yeah. What Did you say they're allowed to get 12 in now, or did I mishear you? No. no. Okay, Hell it... no. They were not going to let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just going to nominate every movie for Best Picture. Just, we can't decide anymore. <laughs> We're trying to cover all demographics and channel watchers. Gotti will get nominated for best picture. Yeah, Gotti. No, 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 no. guys, guys, guys. Listen, I, I kind of overused Gotti for a little bit, but I got to say this: Den of Thieves is going to get nominated. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest movie I still never saw. <laughs> oh, but then, uh, so Brad, what is your other serious pick? I mean, your serious pick. Well. I really, uh, as well, hope First Reform gets in there, and uh, A Star is Born gets in as well. I'll keep riding that train. Yeah, no, I think that one's going to get a lot of uh, love this year. Like, I mean, just even this for acting and writing and then technical categories, I think. We'll... Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, Shaq? Uh, I'm going to say it because it's won pretty much every single Best Picture <laughs> award for the past, like, five months. And that's Roma. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's 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 not my favorite. Again, it's not my favorite of the year, but it is definitely a hundred percent one of the best movies of the year in pretty much all aspects. Oh yeah, no, it's a masterwork of like you know just the level of craft they had to do to get some of the shots in here is really amazing. Yeah. Exactly, and my other my like. I'm pretty sure it's going to get in, but I'm not fully 100% sure, but it's Beale Street. Beale Street's the one I want to win. Yeah. No, out of, yeah. like, the likely contenders. Yeah, that one's in. I'm hoping that it gets nominated. Like, I I don't know. I, I feel like it's on the bubble. It shouldn't be, you know, kind of thing. So, I feel like Again, remember, we can go one. We can go more than five. So this is the one where it's, like, it has a higher chance of things. Yeah. Um, also, if people get mad about getting nominated 
And if it does, I don't give a fuck. I'll be happy about it. Black Panther. <laughs> Again, I don't. I don't expect it to win. It pro- It will. There's zero chance it'll probably win. If Black Panther but wins, I'm getting, going to it getting uh, it getting nominated. I'll be happy as fuck. Yeah, no, uh, nominated. I've accepted that. I'm just like, fine, okay. It's probably gonna get nominated. So, <laughs> well, they, they'd be crazy, that. absolutely yeah. insane. And this is gonna sound political, so I apologize again. But the Academy would be insane not to get those gorgeous people on their red carpet. True, <laughs> to be fair. So, <laughs> and plus, Marvel and Disney have all the weight they can push down on them. Just like you better nominate for Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me personally, you know, there's a lot of like we said, there's a lot of films that can get onto this list. I'm starting to see some rumblings that Cold War might get nominated for Best Picture, which I'm surprised. Oh, that would be cool. Oh, okay. Which yeah. it's possible. I mean, hey, this could be the year where four, two foreign language films might get in on the uh, on the best picture nomination list. You know, I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be I'd incredible. Totally. I'd love that. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, we'll see if that happens because I mean, I still have yet to see Cold War because I think it was just coming out in the indie theater when we when I left from Utah. So I'm like, oh, but, yeah, we missed it. Yeah, but I would love to see that movie because I, I mean, I've heard nothing but just effervescent praise for this film. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, everything else is kind of safe for like predictions where it's like first man is kind of on the bubble now where before it was like, Oh, this film's going to get all the nominations. This one's like, it might get a lot of technical nominations. I didn't even think yeah. it, <laughs> honestly, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if it just didn't get on period. Cause it's possible. I, I, Ooh, here's the thing. I know for sure, the one thing that if it's a guaranteed lock for its best original score, cause that score is incredible. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, a lot of technical stuff. But like saying it's not going to get nominated at all, I don't think that'll happen. But it won't get the nominations that people thought it would when it before it came out. People are like, "Oh, it's a guaranteed like Oscar nomination." All this thing, it's set for Oscar gold. It's not. Nah, yeah, no, I agree. And then Black Klansman. It sounds like it's going to squeak in with a nomination. Like, okay, sure, fine, you know, kind of thing. Uh, and then Vice is one again. You know, I, this is my personal <laughs> bias. I think Vice was just not as great. Like. For me, Vice was really good in three things. Um, Christian Bale, Amy Adams, and the actual editing of the film itself, I think, was great. You know? It's like, yeah, yeah. chaotic, frenetic style, but at least it was very, you know, unique in the way of its approach to edit the film. But yeah. in terms of that, like, like, yeah. So that's kind of, and then the favorite's probably going to be a safe lock. Uh, yeah. Is there any wild prediction anyone has for Best Picture? Like the, oh, no one saw this coming kind of stuff? Um, I'm looking at the math thing. So for some reason... Mary Poppins returns as like a sixteen point five percent nomination <laughs> uh, chance really? of a nomination. I'm like, no, no like way. even stati- even number wise, that's not really good. It but it's still like that's win, didn't it? definitely not gonna happen. But I know a wild one that I could maybe see would be a Quiet Place. That one, I'm like, <laughs> oh, that'd like be cool. it, it, that'd be the one that's like a crazy pick that I could still legitimately see nominated. Possibly. I mean, I, I have it down definitely for getting in for sound categories because the sound work in that film is amazing. To be fair, I mean that's mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. forefront of the movie is the sound work <laughs> too, but exactly it's possible. No, absolutely. Now there's two like I know we like went past those nominations before, but there's two people I forgot to mention because it was in a movie that was pretty much ignored. But uh, wait, wait, how'd you pronounce that? In- ignored, ignored, whatever. <laughs> Ig- ignored, ignored. However the fuck you want to say, it. you know what I mean. But, you know, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't ever change, Shaq. But, I love you. <laughs> but I'm talking. Uh, what's it called? Widow's gotten like I thought it would get way more buzz and way more love than it. It's did. gonna get shut it's out. Still one I of think. my favorites of the movie. It's still one of my favorites of the year. But it didn't get really get any nom. Uh, just pretty much attention. 
And I thought Elizabeth Debicki for Best Supporting Actress and Daniel Kaluuya for Best Supporting Actor. I oh, would widows. love those two to be in there, but they yeah. probably won't. But I would I would ride or die for those two getting in there. <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing some people put up articles like Elizabeth Debicki is one of the unsung Best Supporting Actress performances of the year. She's great she in is, everything, dude. too. She's had like a, this huge reconnaissance with her career and everyone's just kind of ignored it. It's weird. Yeah. So, I mean, w- w- yeah, that's just a bummer. Um... Now I know for me again I'm waving the flag for leave no trace, but I'm pretty much that's a that's a losing battle, you know. I snubbed. Oh, I could have yeah. said, hey, blind spotting should be nominated for best picture, even though it should. I know, <laughs> snubbed. I know. But I mean, I think yeah, th- that's all I gotta say because it sounds like the things that are gonna get up for best picture are pretty locked. You know, I mean, like it seems like it's pretty set, except for like maybe like two or three options there. You know, you think Crazy Rich Asians will get? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. that's a that's another one of those ones. Like it's it would be a wild, wild, wild card, but I wouldn't be against it. But it won't. I have a feeling that Christmas Asians might get shut out, but I'm really hoping it. Like you know, I would even accept like costume design because I think the Christmas Asians are great. Oh, dude, it's their costumes are gorgeous. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, it's all about showing off rich people with rich clothing and rich places. Even that, yeah, even that or production design would also be cool. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and since we're going on super long, because we've covered all the big eights, but just, like, if one has, like, one thing that they're hoping to predict in any category, what would you guys say? Oh, Into the Spider-Verse is winning Best Animated Feature. Darn right it should. Yay. <laughs> and Shallow's winning Best Original Song. I Yep, darn right it should, yeah. too. So. Can, can I say, um, not to upset anyone, well, you know what, maybe I like upsetting people. I need to talk to a therapist about that. I think that um, Spurs for Wings is going to get snubbed in the original song. I, it sounds, uh, for some reason, everyone's predicting that Dolly Parton song from Dumplin' getting nominated. I'm just like, uh, Yeah, because Dolly Parton's amazing. Yeah, the song's okay, but she... She, she, she's Dolly Parton. Yeah, she's Dolly Parton, dude. Yeah, and, and it sounds like Netflix is pushing themselves to get a lot of nominations for various movies too. They're just like, we're gonna get taken mm-hmm. to the Oscars, dang it. So, oh, and uh, just for the record as well, Spurs for Wings should be nominated. I just it's great it's song. Get I'm absolutely. It, yeah. I'm hoping it doesn't get ignored because that song is great. Yeah, like, but you know, if we're talking about songs, honestly, I know that all the stars is going to get nominated for Black Panther, but it's not even the best song on that soundtrack. Yeah. So, like, that's the one where I'm like, even, like, if they had nominated Pray For Me, I'd also be fine with that with, like, The weekend getting a second, like, chance at, at Oscar yeah. Cold. But I'd personally go with King's Dead, and I know none of you have heard, well, some of you maybe heard that song, but you wouldn't recognize it, but, like, I love that song, and I know it won't get nominated. If anything, I just want Future to get an Oscar nomination. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a well, really good soundtrack. Though. You know, honestly, for, for me, I'm kind of hoping that Infinity War wins for best visual effects. Because I think that's probably the best visual effect work that we've seen all year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He throws a Definitely. planet at Tony Stark. That alone is <laughs> He's incredible. A, the looking. one thing that, I, that I'll say against it, because people have shown me the shot, I'm like, yeah, that was kind of a bad shot. But when Thor comes in and they show, they cut to like uh, Bruce in the Iron Man suit and he shows his face and you're like, that, that was a rough effect. Okay. <laughs> that's the only th- I'll agree. I'll agree with that. Yeah. That's the only one that I'm uh, like, that's not great. But everything else, I was like, this is really good. Um, well, because the thing is, is like when you think about the visual effect nominees, it's like, who else would win above Infinity War? Honestly, I, I liked it on an equal level. I know you guys didn't. Br- br- like care about the movie but i think aquaman had a really good video. it's not eligible though is it not no it's not on the short list yeah it's completely ineligible how to get what ineligible 
Well, so apparently this, there's a whole episode we did with the shortlist, and it's like mm-hmm. they snubbed Aquaman, they snubbed Bumblebee, they snubbed quite a few movies. Yeah, is, I, I talked come, about... Is it because they came out in December? I, I, I think they confused it with the May. Because, like, they, like yeah. forgetting, at least for Best Picture, it's like it had to have, like, screened in, a, in at least one theater in L.A. <laughs> within the calendar year. So those movies would be still eligible for, like, Best Picture and that type of shit. But not for best visuals? I think they just didn't vote for it. Like, I, the Academy just doesn't like DC movies. You know, I see an Academy member watching it all like, hmm, yes, quite visual. But then they see that octopus with the drums and they're like, oh, how quaint. That was snub. Really weird, to be fair. You know? No, an octopus playing the drums is awesome. How is that not nostalgic for everybody? Also, oh, here are the 10 movies that are eligible it's uh, First Man, um, Black Panther, Inf- uh, Avengers. Uh, come on. Don't do this to me. Oh, here we go. Um, yeah, so, sorry, from the top. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Christopher Robin, Ready Player One, Black Panther, Jurassic Park, Mary Poppins, Solo, Welcome to Marwin, First Man, and Avengers. Who the fuck is Welcome to Marwin in there? I don't know. That, nobody liked that movie. It bombed horribly. So it's just, it looked horrible. Yeah, I didn't even, yeah, I didn't think the effects looked No, like, even the visuals looked terrible. Yeah, so... I don't know. I mean, they're like, oh, it's so such innovative motion mapping technology. It's like, no, not really. It's kind of old hat now, it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. But Lexi, what's one that you would like really like to see be nominated for something? Hmm. Well, it's a little hard because I feel like I've kind of covered a lot of what I liked. But I think mm-hmm. for, like, soundtrack, I would like to see um, if Beale Street could talk, um, get a soundtrack. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a battle between that and First Man, honestly. Because oh, I cool. honestly thought Beale Street's soundtrack was beautiful i was like i mean like there's like several scenes where i'm just like oh it's like that's so good <laughs> so I, w- I would like to see that get get a nod but i'm not really sure but i, I think it's gonna be nominated so. for sure it's good it's gonna win it is not gonna win but it's gonna get nominated for sure i hope so for sure yeah no but um i think that's the gist of the big stuff i want to talk about i mean there's there's a bunch of categories i can predict but i'm going to save that for my post that i'll put up on one of us.net for uh, my final oscar predictions because i mean even the fact that apparently the, there's that film stan and ollie with john c Riley that might get a best makeup nomination no one's actually seen that movie in the public like it's only screened for so, so many critics you know oh interesting yeah, didn't, yeah. didn't it only just come out or is it just it's not even out yet yeah it's coming out i think at the end of the month so it's just because, yeah, because they screen, they, it fits the eligibility. Like I said before, they screened out at least once. I'm sure they were, LA. they were waiting for like, oh, now we can say Oscar nominated a film coming out next week. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess any last things before we ra- uh, wind up here? That's pretty much it. Well, right. Just for me, in June, when uh, all the uh, documentaries were starting to be talked about, and I want to ask you guys, uh, won't you be my neighbor was a lock to win everything. But now that we're in December and it was just it's just been kind of a yeah great documentary, but hasn't really won anything. Do you because think it's, it's even going to get a nomination? Maybe. But the thing is, there's a lot of really good ones this year. Like yeah. Free Solo, Three Identical Strangers, which I Mining saw the, the other gap. day. Which, which, dude, yeah, Mining the Gap. <laughs> Mining the Gap, exactly. Like, there's so many ones, but dude, Three Identical Strangers fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> it is wild. <laughs> is that is that also on Hulu? I am not sure. Uh, I want to say it was but on... I'm, I'm not sure where it is. Yeah, but, I don't remember. I'll look it up. Yeah. 
but if you if you ever get a chance to see it, you need to go see it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then you got Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who I think is it's going to be pushed big time because they've been saying she doesn't have much time left, which is a very rude exactly. thing to say. I think she's fine. Everyone falls yeah. down. <laughs> she, yeah, she had, a, she had an emergency. She was like, "Listen, I'm good. Let's just keep it moving." <laughs> yeah, and everyone was dramatic about it. So yeah, that's the thing. There's a lot. There, last year was a really good year for documentaries. So like, it's it would be a stacked race this year. So even if won't you be my neighbor not win or even get nominated? I'd be upset, but there's so much good shit. I'd be like, I'm yeah. not completely upset. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So, but I mean, I did actually see Won't You Be My Neighbor on the plane when I was flying down to meet Lexi. I'm just like, yeah, this movie is really, really good. So it's just. I, it, I really want to see it. Oh, yeah. No, I'll have to show it to you when, because uh, I think it's coming. I should be on one of the streaming platforms by now. So I'll, I'll show it to you when I when get a chance. Um, but, I grew up watching Mr. Rogers. <laughs> me too. Uh, but yeah i think that's everything i want to talk about so thank you guys all right supersized episode because it's like yeah it's just you know we, we got to talk about this thing and guess what for people who are listening we're gonna watch the oscar nominations live like we did with the golden globes so uh live reactions and shit yeah i mean and obviously it's only live in the sense that i'll have to edit afterwards so it's like it's live when we record it but it'll not be live when i post it but you'll hear it soon and you know as soon as it's uh we get a chance to so Okay. Yeah. No, but then um, thank you guys. And uh, Lexi, I would say, where can they find you on the internet? But uh, you don't have. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just a guest. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen. Don't search for her. She ain't trying to be found. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I, I prefer my privacy. So. <laughs> I, I will respect your privacy for you, honey. I won't. I won't share anything. <laughs> I appreciate her it. phone number is six two seven. <laughs> but uh Shaq, where can we find you on the internet? <laughs> okay, you can find me at Shaq Excellence, S H A K Excellence. Uh also go check out my other podcast, Sequels, that's S E E Q U E L S over on Talk Film Society. Awesome. And then Bradley? Uh that's Bradley of Martin on Twitter. No E. And um I'm just always here trying to get in to many one of us dot net shows as I can and uh yeah. Yeah, you would you would not believe it, people. Every time I put up anything for any show, Brad's the first one to go, me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, that, you are a, you are an MVP, man. Both you and Shaq, you guys are pros. So yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you can find me here on oneofus.net. We got I got four podcasts I'm doing right now, two of which are short run ones. So you know, uh, but it's the final days of Gotham. We're still reviewing that show, and thank goodness this week's episode was good because the last week was so awful. I was just like, oh. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, yeah, so that we, that episode will come up Monday with this podcast as well. Uh, we also got the Screener Squad. We have a bunch of reviews coming out even Monday, including one that Shaq and I are going to review uh, uh, today, actually. So, yes. Yeah. And then uh, we also got uh, Breakfast Pub as usual. I'll write the notes for that. And then we got Eye on the Prize here, you know. So, yeah, this is going to be exciting. So thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you later after the Oscar nomination. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.